0: Good morning and welcome to our season finale of Time Out. I'm your host, Nick Lebrano, joined by my co-host, Gabe Baltierra. How are you doing today, Gabe? I'm doing great, Nick. We have a special guest this week, Jeremy Goldstein. How are you doing today, Jeremy?
1: Yeah, I'm doing pretty solid, especially after another weekend of Giants winning football.
0: Yep. We got an action-packed episode today. We're gonna to talk about some NFL football for tomorrow, as well as recapping some upsets last week. And we're gonna talk a little Yankees. Jeremy is a huge Yankees fan. I'm a huge Yankee fan, so we're gonna get some baseball in today. Um let's open it up to let's open it up right now. So NFL upsets. We had two huge upsets last week. The Giants beat the Seahawks, they now hold sole first place in the NFC East. The Steelers lose to the Washington football team. That was a huge upset. I called it last week, as Gabe knows. Um, But this now, the Washington football team, the Giants have the same record. Giants hold first place due to tiebreakers. So, let me get your thoughts, Um, Jeremy and Gabe. Are the Giants better than their five and seven record right now?
1: I'm gonna go with yes, or unless Gabe wants to go first, up to him. No,
2: yeah, go go ahead, Jeremy. Go ahead.
1: I, I think yes, and this is why I think the Giants are achieving what they came into the season to do. They obviously, they came in, they finished last season with a poor record of 4-12 and with a bad defense. They really re- rejuvenated that defense and made a lot of adjustments. And they started 0-5, but I think the, Joe Judge really found an attachment to the team. He never lost the locker room. These players want to play for him. And they're learning how to close games, play with leads, not turn the ball over. And you saw that in the Seattle game. Colt McCoy has to fill in at quarterback. The running game carries Wayne Gallman 160 plus yards on the ground. Defense only gives up 10 points. And I think, yeah, it's easy to say the Giants definitely haven't been improving since the season started.
2: Yeah, and I, I can agree with Jeremy on this. I think the the Giants have definitely been picking up, getting some steam. They, you know, as, you, as Jeremy said, you know, they were 0 five at the beginning of the season. They were. It did not look like this Giants team was going to be getting any better. But slowly, over the past several weeks, we've actually seen them connect as a team. You know, I think Judge is doing an amazing job as a coach to get this team together. I mean, just look at, I mean, of course, the game against Seattle wasn't, the score wasn't terribly large. I mean, it was only 17 to 12. But still, I mean, all around, this team played phenomenal. Very well played. And I think, you know, we're going to see, is this Giants team going to continue on this route of getting better? Or is this kind of just like a one-time thing?
0: Yeah, and in their last seven games, Seattle, what not Seattle, the Giants are five and two. They're on a four game win streak right now. And it it's a huge credit to coaching. Joe Judge is doing a phenomenal job coaching this team considering their best offensive weapons not even there. Imagine what the record of this team would be if they had Saquon Barkley right now.
2: That's huge. I mean, yes, of course, you know, having Saquon out is is definitely uh you know a big downer for the team, but I think they're doing pretty well. You know, I think they're doing very well with Adam. Of course, if they had him in, yes, it'd be a huge plus, no question.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, As, I think, especially look at their defense right now. James Bradbury has been a lockdown cornerback. That was a oh, huge, was that phenomenal. was a great signing yeah, by the Giants offseason.
1: And Nick, I know you're a big Packers guy. Blake Martinez, three year deal inked in this past offseason by the Giants. I know he's not a great coverage guy, but they have guys who've been able to do that. Blake Martinez, tackling machine, really good at stuffing the run. And if there's a check down, Blake Martinez is right on it, and he doesn't allow yards after contact.
0: Yeah, he oh. led the league in tackles when he was on the Packers. I really – see, the one the Packers miss right now is middle linebackers, considering our top middle linebackers, Christian Kirksey, It's not an <laughs> ideal situation in Green Bay, but Blake Martinez is a great middle linebacker. And a, this offseason was great for the Giants, especially defense-wise. Tagging Leonard Williams was smart. Leonard Williams had two and a half sacks. Oh, wow. Is... Leonard Williams has been phenomenal. Classic and I know incredible. a lot of Giant fans weren't happy when they made the trade last year, thinking a second round pick might have been a little bit much for Leonard Lord Williams. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. But now look at him. This season, he's been phenomenal and he's well worth, I think, a contract extension at the end of the season.
2: I agree. Oh, 100%. 100%. No question. I agree with that. <laughs> you, you know, so my,
1: uh, there's so many. My, my concern is. There are so many guys in this defense who have contracts. There are Dalvin Tomlinson, Jabril Peppers, Leonard Williams. Is, he, he's running out of a deal. Logan Ryan will be a free agent. There's, and Kyler Fackrell as well. So I, I, obviously, you can't get back everyone, but you're gonna have to pick and choose. And if I was gonna, I would prioritize Leonard Williams and Jabril Peppers, and then see if you can get another deal out of Logan Ryan. But it's gonna some of these guys will be missed next season if they do go their, their separate ways.
0: I definitely agree, and especially as Xavier McKinney. He comes out of injury now. As he begins to develop, if you keep James Bradbury, your safety duo is going to be phenomenal. Especially, just look at how you'd have in your secondary. Especially if you can keep maybe Logan Ryan, keep him on a cheap two-year deal after this. You have James Bradbury. Your secondary could be a top in the NFL.
1: Yeah, and it all comes down to maybe Darnay Holmes, the fourth round, the third or fourth round pick day. He picked off Russell Wilson last game. If he can yeah. play, if he can play a good, a separate outside corner. To Bradbury and then you have uh, Isaac Yadam who's been on and off this season he's he was an undrafted guy who they signed this season and hopefully he develops into a solid player third corner I mean he obviously was a struggle for him to begin with but he's been he, he's been a solid player over these past few games
0: one player that's actually really impressed me on the Giants is Tay Crowder the Mr. Irrelevant oh yeah
2: that's exactly who Tay, I was Crowder, Tay Crowder had a Crowder.
0: great game on Sunday
2: it came off very center. strong game he
0: led the team in sack. he led the team in tackles and had it and had a sack and a huge sack it was a big sack at the end of the game that
2: was a very big play Nick
1: it's really funny because on that last drive where the Knicks where that were not the Knicks excuse me the Giants got that stop it was their two seventh round picks seventh round pick linebackers Tate Crowder and Carter Coughlin who really had the biggest impact on that drive Carter Coughlin was he's very fast to the ball can has, has a good outside rush and I, it's it's great to me that Joe Judge is making use out of these late-round picks. It makes me excited now that whenever they have a draft pick, Joe Judge will probably get something good out of him.
0: Mm -hmm. And I think a huge amount of credit on the Giants defense has to go to Patrick Graham. And if I'm a Giant fan right now, I think I'd be a little concerned that he might get head coach at the end of the season. Look at what he he (laughs) did as defensive coordinator on the Dolphins last year. They rebuilt that defense in a season. And I think that as good as the Dolphins' defense is right now, they laid the foundation for how good it is last season when Patrick Graham was there, and Patrick Graham did a great job. The Dolphins, I thought Brian Flores was as much what the Dolphins were at five and twelve last year, and I still said Brian Flores was coach of the year because people were saying that this Dolphins team is not going to win more than two games, and that Dolphin team never gave up, especially beating the Patriots in Week Seventeen, which ended up changing the playoff landscape. It was—it's a huge and Patrick Graham. He is got to be one of the top defensive coordinators in the NFL right now, and he's definitely going to attract a ton of head coaching attention at the end of the season.
2: Oh, I agree one hundred percent. Yeah, I am nervous. But let's focus on to the next game, big game. Nick, you called this one Steelers Washington. I mean, I am going to ask Jeremy first. Jeremy, what are your initial thoughts on this game? You know,
1: I'll be honest. All the credit in the world to Nick. I knew going (laughs) in that Washington is better than the record, and Steelers are worse than the record for sure. And I, however, I was comfortable with the fact that, all right, Steelers are going to win. The Giants will get, increase their first place lead, but no, Washington, they are pests. They're not good. They're not a team that's going to overwhelm you with talent, but they really, but they're filled with players who know how to play the game of football at a high level. That defensive line is intimidating. And so is the quarterback and Alex Smith knows what he's doing. And when you get Antonio Gibson back you got the dual threat with McKissick in the backfield with McLaurin at the receiving, receiving end and Logan Thomas playing tight end. There's so many different ways you can go with football.
0: Yeah, it's going to uh, be interesting to see what Washington does at the end of the season in regards to quarterback. Haskins, obviously, is not going to be here next year. Ron Rivera obviously does not like Dwayne Haskins. He hasn't played since week two. Um, <laughs> Alex Smith, I, he, I've been say, I think I've said it out every week. Alex Smith is my favorite story in the NFL. I can't believe oh, that he's playing football. Um, it, it,
2: it blew my mind. I mean, like, watching him play, you know, last weekend, to see where he's come from, and I know, Nick, we talk about this all the time. Alex Smith, you know, with the whole leg injury. I mean, this, like, beating the Steelers just made the story even better for yeah. him. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest here. It made it so much better because, you know, this guy could barely walk a year ago. Well, I thought it was, he, let he, alone could even, he could have died. He could have died. You know, let alone throw a football. And now he's coming up against, you know, back last week in the 10-0 Steelers, and has just beaten them. I and mean, has given them, handed them their first loss. So, I agree with you 100%. Like, Alex Smith... Like, that is – I always have my eye on mm-hmm. him because of just of where he's come and from. And let's
0: take, like, a quick look at Alex Smith's stat line. It's not like this guy had a bad game. Alex Smith oh, threw the all. ball 46 times, 296 passing yards, a touchdown against a top Steelers defense. Like, granted, the Steelers are missing Bub Dupree right now, but it's still a top Steelers defense nonetheless, and that's a pretty impressive stat line to have. And when you look at the Steelers, the Washington defense, coming out of this game, they still hold the number one pass defense in the NFL.
1: Nick and Gabe, personally, I want to ask you guys a question. Do you think it's going to hurt the Steelers down the stretch if they continue to strictly pass the football more than they run? Because I don't even think they ran the football 10 times that game. And I know you have Benny Snell, who is not a top of the line guy, but you have to mix up the offense. Am I right?
0: I'm totally, I totally I agree. agree. Like if you look at it, Benny Snell, eight carries for five yards, he had 0. 0.6 yards <laughs> or point six yards a carry. That's not very, I it's agree. not very good. <laughs> no, they rushed not. the ball a total of 13 times which is still not enough. Like, granted, I, like, I understand they didn't have James Conner, but even with James Conner, they don't run the ball a lot. They rely on Ben Roethlisberger to kind of, like, sling the ball down the field to Deontay Johnson or Chase Claypool or Juju. Um, yeah, and I, yeah, you yeah. go, Gabe.
2: Yeah, you know, I agree. I mean, I think, you know, we know Roethlisberger as, as someone he's – a, he's, a he's a great arm, you know. He, he can definitely heave it up the field. But, you know, we, looked, we saw this against Washington. You know, Washington is a great defense. Their coverage, when I watched the game, was, was phenomenal. So you gotta get they gotta get this running game into play because you can't throw the ball every time. Mm-hmm. It just won't work. It just won't work. I mean, and you're gonna put and I know they're gonna be playing the Steelers are gonna be playing much, you know, it's equivalent defenses or even better defenses than than the Reds or otherwise say the Redskins. You can't say that again, uh, Washington. Um, and they got to figure out how to get this running game going.
0: I'm going to make a pretty bold prediction right now. The Steelers fall to a wild card. The Browns end up winning. the New That's Giants. right.
1: My other, <laughs> my other show this morning, personally, because if you look at the schedules, the Browns have the Giants on primetime. They have the Jets and they have the Ravens and Steelers. I, obviously, I'm going to root for the Giants to win that game. But they,
0: I think the Browns clear through. I think the, I think the Browns will win their next I four games. I think they'll beat the Giants. and I think, yeah, I think the Browns are going to win their next four games. And I think the Steelers are going to go one and three. In their
1: next, in their next I, I, don't think, I, wow. I don't think the Cleveland's good enough to. I, I'm not saying they're going to beat the Giants specifically or lose to the Giants specifically. I'm just saying I, don't, I think they're going to go three and one. But if you look at Pittsburgh's schedule, I think they go one and three. And, that, and three and one is enough to beat one and three because Cleveland's two games behind.
0: Yeah. So I think Steelers yeah. lose this Sunday to the Bills. I think they beat the Bengals yeah. next week. After that, they play the Colts. They get them in Pittsburgh, but the Colts are, I think, a hotter they're, they're than the Steelers at the moment. So Great I think the Steelers team. beat the. I think the Colts beat the Steelers, and the thing that I'm noticing about the Steelers, the Steelers can't play well against good defenses. That's right. That's where they get exposed. They have a good defense themselves, but they can't get their offense going. And then I think they they the Brown they play the Browns to the division in week 17. They lose that game. It's in
2: Cleveland. So, so Jeremy, let me ask you this: for this weekend, we got the Steelers Bills tomorrow. Is there any chance that the Steelers come out on top on this? I season?
1: of course they're 11 one. Just because we expose the fact that. They are not as good as the record. It doesn't mean they're still a really good team. They have a very good coaching staff with a very good defense. I know they've lost Dupree and Spillane and those guys to injury, along with Devin Bush, but they're still a great team that's going to win you games. I just think the Bills are hotter. They have more to play for, essentially. And I think Buffalo is just on more of a momentum ride right now than Pittsburgh. And I think Pittsburgh is about to experience some losses.
0: I totally agree. I think so,
1: too. I think so, too.
0: Jeremy, I know we haven't I you mean. haven't been on the show this yet this year. Who's your biggest shock team this season?
1: Can I be honest with you? And like, am I allowed to say the the Giants here? Because
0: you're allowed to say the <laughs> Giants. They are a, they're a huge shock team. Right, the moment,
1: so. I was not. Ha- I I am a fan. And you could you anybody could call me, call me biased? I'm I was not expecting them to produce this season. I know the NFC East is bad and and whatever. But you but last if you look at last season's losses, it was a lot of blowouts and just. Unable to produce against good teams, the Giants get get it done offensively regardless with of who's at quarterback, and the defense intimidates the opposing quarterback. Russell Wilson's one of the more calm and cool and collective players I team in this league. The Giants had him rattled. I am completely uh, shocked that I'm watching quality Giants December football right now. I didn't think I'd be doing that in November.
0: I, I personally think <laughs> mean, the we, Giants do yeah. keep the NFC East. I think they're gonna yeah, win the, the NFC Cardinals. East. I think the Giants are gonna win this Sunday. I think they beat the Cardinals. The Cardinals are on a downward spiral at the moment. Um, I think the Giants beat the Cardinals at home on Sunday afternoon. Uh it's the Cardinals are on a downward spiral. Let's be totally honest about it. Yeah. Tyler Murray hasn't Remember, played well since he ha- since he suffered that injury against the Seahawks. Is the shoulder yeah. injury? He hasn't played that. And Nick,
1: well. in the last five games, they've lost four, and their one win is the Hail Mary. So they should be all five. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that literally, their one I, win is the Hail Mary against the Bills, and they should have lost that game. So, no, you're, totally, lo- to you're because, totally right.
2: Yeah, and Nick, remember a couple weeks ago, we were talking about this on the show. Like, we 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 thought, you know, about like maybe even two weeks ago, this Cardinals team was going to take the NFC West. Mm-hmm. But now look where they are. I thought their offense you know, was just six too and electric
0: six. to lose like this, but...
2: I mean, now if you look at this, now Rams in first, Seahawks right behind them, and now with the Cardinals 6-6, six and six, I mean, it, it's... You know they've really gone downhill, but you know we're not making any crazy assumptions right now. No, obviously not. <laughs> you know?
0: But I think that standing wise in the NFC West, the end of the season, I think you, I do think you're going to see the Seahawks end up in first place. I don't think the Rams are as, I don't, the Rams are a good team. I don't think they're worthy of the win, winning the NFC West. I say the Seahawks win it. Rams end up with a wild card. Cardinals miss the playoffs, and I think the Cardinals are going to lose this Sunday to go to six Ooh, and seven. Boy,
1: well, here's my theory of the Seahawks. I think it's worth noting. I know you can give credit to the Giants, but you also have to say the Seahawks weren't themselves. Still, like they, no. they, they had a lot of, they had a few drops, yeah. and they yeah. they didn't make plays they usually make. And then against the Eagles in the game before, they barely lost to a team that's mentally broken right now. They barely like, barely beat mm-hmm. a team that's mentally broken. Right
0: well, yeah. Look at how look at. It. Green Bay put uh, a clinic up on the Eagles yeah. this weekend. Carson oh Wentz isn't gosh, starting quarterback anymore. Look, because-
1: and now look who, who they're playing. They're playing. Seattle's playing the Jets this this week. This is a, this is a game where they need to get it together and beat them by three plus possessions. Oh, I totally
0: agree. Especially yeah, at the, home. the
1: Raiders couldn't do it, and I know the Bills almost lost to them, and I know the Patriots did. The Jets. You, you can't if 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 the Seahawks struggle to beat a Jets team that's even more depleted than they already were after the Henry Rugg situation and the Greg Williams thing, then there's are When the Jets threw the game. I don't game. care if Seattle wins the game on a field goal <laughs> kick. At the end of the game, that's still something you're not – you are not pretty
0: should not be proud of. Jamal Adams should be up oh, for this oh, game. Oh, His defense yeah. should shut the Jets oh, down. Oh, yes.
1: That guy should be <laughs> the, Jets, the Jets should get he's shut He's to literally play game. linebacker because he doesn't even play safety. I don't know why they call him safety because he's blitzing on every play.
0: No, they're playing. They're playing oh God, like an outside yeah. linebacker, and he's yeah. working. He's 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 an impact player yeah. on their defense. Yes, so, and I think we should talk about the Jets for a second, Jeremy. Yeah. I know when we were prepping for the show, you mentioned it. Do you think the Jets blew that game on purpose? Yes. On I
1: mean, I don't care. Greg Williams thinks he's doing something smart. I don't care what kind of defensive mastermind you are. You know you're doing something wrong if on a play where you're supposed to have three guys deep in the end zone with one of the fastest receivers in the league in Henry Ruggs, you're sending seven, eight blitzers? Are you kidding?
0: He, you just need Henry Ruggs to get past that cornerback and, just a and, little bit. No, and the
1: cornerback was somebody's been on the practice squad the majority of the year.
0: Practice it squad. Was, yeah, it was what? It was cornerback Lamar, Lamar Jackson. Jackson.
1: Right? Yeah, corner Lamar Jackson. It, and,
0: and uh, it, it,
1: it, it, it's brutal. I understand.
0: I'm gonna get something straight really quick. Greg Williams is not a defensive mastermind. I don't know if he gets he's a job a after the season. Because a lot of he, a lot of teams with, don't like him. He's a dirty, he's a
1: dirty I think defensive. The the bounty, yeah. yeah, he's
0: the he's like he like assassin he tries to assassinate quarterbacks pretty much. Um, he I don't think he gets a job at the end of the season, and the way they lost was utterly embarrassing. Uh oh
2: it's it's, it's for so Ad-
0: for Adam for Adam Gase to go out and fire you like that and then like publicly you'd be like yeah I fired him that's pretty embarrassing especially since Adam Gase shouldn't have a job himself but the Jets should have won that game the Jets outplayed the Raiders and it was but, my, yeah, but... in my opinion it was the best game Sam Darnold's had in quite some oh, time can I
2: break the news Oh, hundred Oh 100% 100% Christian yeah.
1: McCaffrey who's been t- he said he tweeted the quad last week yesterday he's not practicing today Really yeah. Wow, God. To be at, which means more Mike Davis fantasy start for me.
0: <laughs> oh, Jeremy. <laughs>
2: oh boy. So hold on. So let me let's just uh Nick, cuz I know we talk about Trevor Lawrence a lot. Now, we're talking about the Jets potentially just throwing this game last weekend against the Raiders. Uh Jeremy, let me ask you. Do you think that if they go 0 16, they this Jets team is going to
0: get. I mean, yeah,
1: points. I think that's the.
2: If you. Something that
1: I find pathetic is Jets fans are rooting for their team to lose.
0: I don't think they were. I can't root for my team to lose, even if we were, to lose, even if we were like. And
1: one, I have a hard time believing, especially after the Raiders incident. Why would a prestigious quarterback like Trevor Lawrence want to go to a team like the Jets?
2: I know. That's what ball, I'm saying. I know when you're that's a first overall pick, saying. you're going
1: to a team oh, that's not good. But the jets are a whole other level of not good
0: they're oh, a level they're not they're just that's not saying, good they what functional. we're saying
2: so that's what we're saying and so like we're, nick and i talked about this we said it's going to be this if he goes to the jets it's just going to deplete his ability and we know trevor lawrence to be an absolutely outstanding quarterback we see it at clemson and if he goes to the jets Gase, if he's still there next season is going to just take this man and just Make him into a, a terrible quarterback. Well, first of all, because I don't think what he does. First of all, Adam
0: Gase isn't going to be here next season. But the issue exactly. is they have no that's weapons totally. for him. His top receivers, what? And James Denzel, and Crowder, Denzel Mims. Mims Denzel Mims has shown Mims nothing. Mims yeah, he's hurt. he's not playing this week, and he's shown nothing this season. He, he hasn't shown anything shown, to be a top wide receiver in the NFL in his rookie year at the all.
1: Mims can't stay on the field. That's his issue.
0: Yeah. They don't have, <laughs> exactly. they don't have a running game, so it's not like Trevor Lawrence can play off play action. Their running back right now is Frank Gore. Well, that- Um, and they don't have a defense and they don't have an offensive line, he'll be pressured every snap and they'll be playing from behind constantly. So it's not like Trevor Lawrence is going to flourish in the Jets' thing. And I said earlier this year, and I stick by it if the Jets have the first overall pick, the Jets should flip that pick for more first round picks, rebuild around Sam Darnold because Sam Darnold is not a bad quarterback.
2: Exactly, exactly.
0: Here's 100% agree with that.
2: What what I was thinking is. Look uh, at my
1: comparison to this whole Trevor Lawrence situation. I know we want to move on to another topic soon. Leonard Williams, prestigious first overall, first round pick by the Jets. They thought he was going to be a beast out of, out, out of, out of college. Did nothing, goes to the Giants and just thrives. So I, I'm he's not saying it's a necessarily here. a Giants thing. It's just the fact that when you leave the Jets, I think you have a sense of freedom.
2: I really do.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, look at oh, Jamal yeah. Adams. Jamal Adams was great on the Jets and he's playing even better on the Seahawks. That's right. So, it's it's an interesting situation, but I think the Jets are too toxic to handle Trevor Lawrence. And if I'm Trevor Lawrence, maybe you consider going back for your senior year if if the Jets hold we'll the first get it right. back again,
1: honestly. The Jets go 0 <laughs> 16 right. two years in a they're, row. They're so going 16, to Trevor yeah, Lawrence?
0: exactly. Cuz you man. No, I don't think I think oh the Jets I think the Jets, Jets will just go try to take Justin it'd be, Fields. It
1: would be more fun to see. Jets fans' reactions when they don't, if they don't get Trevor Lawrence. Like all the, all the Jets
0: fans oh, it'd be know, hysterical. They'd be waiting for their so team to awesome. lose to get the guy that doesn't end oh, up on the I team. Nothing more
2: That'd Jets. be unbelievable. Unbelievable. I would lose my mind. That'd be so funny. Alrighty, to watch.
0: so let's move a little more into a little baseball. Me and Jeremy, huge Yankee fans, and this Yankee offseason's been a little nerve wracking, I think we can say so far. Uh, Golden Glove winner, DJ LeMahieu. Um, has yet, he's a free agent. He's been great his, the last two years for the Yankees, uh, better than his contract pretty much said right now. He's an unrestricted free agent and he has not re-signed with the Yankees yet. There are rumors about other teams being interested, like the Mets and stuff. The Mets now have a new owner. So they have the money to pay for a lot of players. And a lot of players are interested in the Mets because they have a new owner. Uh, I'm very nervous about the Yankees not being able to sign DJ LeMahieu, Jeremy and Gabe. Yeah,
1: I agree. Listen, Toronto is a team that I think is really going to try to aggressively pursue him and pay him money. Because if you look at where they are, they have three young studs in Vlad Jr. who got better, Kevin Biggio who got better, and Bo who got better. And these are, and then they got Danny Jance behind the plate. You have Randall Grichuk as a veteran outfielder. They, they, they're, they're setting up nicely. They have a good young staff. They got Hunter Ryu, who is a Cy Young candidate this season. So if yeah. they had a nice contact here at the top of the order, like Omehu, that's perfect. The Mets, I'm a little less concerned with. I think it's just more – there are more talks about him because of this Cano issue. But Robinson Cano can't play defense anyways. It, mm-hmm. I, I don't
0: know. I personally think the Mets are going to sign a player more like
1: George, Yeah, I George agree. Because the center field is um, pressing issue for them. They can easily slot McNeil at second base, Jeff McNeil, and play J.D. Davis at third base. I, I
0: yeah, I think if the Mets are gonna that's, sign anybody, that's, that's, it'd be George Springer over DJ. But it's making me a little concerned the Yankees haven't re-signed him yet. Coming into the offseason, I thought it was gonna be a I, slam dunk I agree,
1: sign. and I still would consider the Yankees to be the front runner to sign him. It's just I think they're trying to solve a money dispute right now. But it does worry me for sure.
0: Well, they're especially like it worries me especially because we see trade rumors like stuff that broke earlier in the week about the Yankees possibly being interested in Josh Bell.
2: So if know, you man. sign if you
0: trade for Josh Bell. If you trade for Josh Bell, that means you're either yes. moving Voight or you're not
1: re-signing to Mayhew. No, it's, I don't think it's a little Mayhew thing because Voight has surfaced in rumors and Josh Bell's a strict first baseman, or you can DH him, but I think Stanton's reserved the right to be at the DH once he, when he's healthy. Josh Bell's a guy who's going to thrive in Yankee Stadium, switch hitting power bat, and I think he's somebody who's just underlooked because he's on the Pittsburgh Pirates, one of the worst teams in baseball.
0: Oh, Yeah. It'd be, it'd be an interesting trade, especially we see Voight get shipped out of New York. I don't know. I, I guess I'm for it. Josh Bell is better than Luke Voight right now in his career. But I think Luke Voight is on making next to no money. And I feel like his contract just works better with what the Yankees are going to have to do later on, especially when we're going to have to re-sign players like Aaron Judge and Glaber Torres. Oh, I have more
1: breaking news. Des Bryan's COVID case was a false positive.
0: Oh, my God. So, we got,
1: he got held down oh, on you Tuesday go. for nothing. He just tweeted, I just got wow. back-to-back COVID well, negative tests, and I'm not
2: happy about it.
0: Wow. So, he literally couldn't well, I mean, even play just, a Cowboy revenge game. That's just how the COVID game. tests go, though. Oh, that's so that's, – that mean, sucks.
2: That's just, that's just how the COVID tests go. I mean, sometimes you're going to get a false positive. Sometimes you're going to get a – I mean, that's just how they yeah. go. I mean, especially when you get tested that much. No, well, you get tested that much, it's bound to false
0: positives. But the thing – the main you're issue here with positive. that is that he didn't get to play the revenge game against the Cowboys.
2: I know, and that's that's tough. I feel bad for that because I mean now you now he knows he was like negative. That's, that's horrible. That's, that's just that's tough. That's really tough. But I mean, you know, you gotta do what you gotta do with mm-hmm. COVID. Am I right, Jeremy? Jeremy's very. <laughs> w- w- I'm trying to. i don't even. Know Jeremy's very. J-
0: Jeremy's incredibly no. responsible. That's, that's that's what that's the word. Yeah, yeah, incredibly responsible. Yeah, Cuomo all the way. But... Up, my man. <laughs> Um but back to baseball. I think the Yankees, yeah. I think the Yankees should look to resign LeMayhew. I really don't want Glaber Torres playing either. shortstop. I want him playing second base. So that brings us to the fact that what do you do about shortstop? Do you maybe sign Didi, who's a free agent again? I'd be very open to a DD reunion with the Yankees. But then again, at that point, then you ha if you re-sign DJ and you sign Didi, then you have to move Void. So it's a there's a lot of ifs and a lot of options for the Yankees before spring training opens in March, but we'll see what happens. That's
2: right. I, I actually have a question because I mean I'm not the baseball expert here, but. Let me just ask you guys, what are your thoughts as Yankee fans for next season? What are your predictions, I guess I could say, uh, for this Yankee I'm Let to be totally
0: season? honest with you. My predictions, my feelings are World Series or bust. I think that everything we've been doing the last couple of years is wasted if we don't want to Nick World is Series absolutely correct.
2: At
1: this point, with the money you spend and the free agents you pursue, Garrett Cole, Giancarlo Stanton, you have to have the World Series or bust mindset. One, you're in New York and you're the most prestigious franchise in baseball. Two, you're still making big money moves every season. And at this point... You also have – you're obligated now, if you're the Yankees, to look, say, look, all right, the Rays beat us. We're not even the best team in our division anymore as the season, going into the season. So they got to they gotta outdo them in the, in the offseason. Obviously, they can take advantage of them. Well, that might change now. I don't yeah, think the Rays pitching staff more, is going to be as great more. as it was
0: last year. They lost and the more than they might yeah, and trade And the Rays now, don't so.
1: have as much money. So I think you have to go out there and you have mm-hmm. to sign somebody. Maybe take a chance on Corey Kluber because that's a good, low-risk, high-reward pitcher.
0: It really is, for the, especially for – yeah. Um, no, the Yankees, it's World Series or bust. It really is World Series or bust this season.
2: Yeah, and I, I kind of agree with that because, I mean, as Jeremy was saying, like you, the Yankees have a lot of money. Like, you're looking at, you know, more than enough, especially if you want to become a World Series team a championship team. I mean, you got you to gotta make it work somehow. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to make it work No, somehow. you do.
0: <laughs> and to close out our episodes today – um, let's talk a matchup of the week. Gabe, what's the matchup of the week this week?
2: For me, it's got to be the Steelers-Bills. We talked about it on the show uh, earlier, but this is going to be a very exciting game. I really want to see this Bills team, you know, in my opinion, dominate the Steelers. You know, that's just what I want to see. But this is going to be an exciting game. I think this is the, the matchup of the week. Uh, Jeremy?
1: Tough one for me. I think I'm going to go Ravens-Browns here because the competition of are the Browns going to build off of their impressive win, and or will the Ravens get back on track with two statement victories with Lamar Jackson back at quarterback. Lamar did look good against Dallas, so I have Baltimore-Cleveland.
0: And I'm going to have to agree with Gabe. I'm going to go Bills-Steelers. I think that the Steelers need to win this game to – I think, uh, alleviate some anxieties about where they're heading this season. I'm going to take the Bills to win. I think the Bills right now are playing hotter football. I don't think the Bills dominate the Steelers. I think it's going to stay a close game, make it like a, like a, 20, a 24-21 margin. But uh, I'll take the Bills to win over the Steelers, and the Bills are hot right now.
2: I agree. I agree 100%.
0: And thank you guys for listening to this episode of Time Out. Our season has concluded. We will be back at Ithaca College in studio in 2021, January 2021. We will see you guys there. Jeremy will be joining us as a co-host next season. So thank welcome, you, Jeremy, to the thank show. Thank you guys for having me on. I appreciate the opportunity well, a- to let
1: me join you guys. You guys do a great job. I've listened before. Thank. I really appreciate the chance to come on and talk to you guys for half an hour.
0: Yeah. No problem, Jeremy. Thank you for coming on for the show. We can't wait to see you guys next season. Thank you guys for listening to us this semester. It's been great to be on VIC Radio at the 9.30 time slot, and we will see you guys next year. Have a great Sunday football. See you
2: guys.